All right, let's do this. We have, I had a busy day today. We've got health, we've got travel, we've got space, we've got crime, and of course, we have death. Where should we start? I guess let's start with death. I mean, it's almost a retro. Uh, born Ann Blanche Banks in 1928 in Georgia. Left home in the seventh grade and moved to Hollywood at the ripe age of 15 years of age. So that would have been what? 1943? Wow. Worked as a waitress. Customer said, you know, you'd make a little bit of money as a striptease performer. (laughs) And she thought, you know, that's probably a pretty good idea. So she got an audition with follies theater in 1951 and they said hey you gotta you know you got the gig but you gotta choose a stage name now you can either use sunny day or tempest storm and she said well it might as well be tempest storm and so the legend began the fiery redheaded known as the burlesque icon just passed away at the age of 93 she died in her Las Vegas apartment. Very sad. Been battling dementia in recent months. Oh, man. She was undergoing, she was struggling with hip surgery. Wow. She was on, just struggled the last, this last year. It's very sad. And she is really probably the best known, highest regarded burlesque performers of all time. Uh, plus, one of the things that, or actually, Two of the things she claimed to have uh, take care of a little business with Elvis. Uh, she said, uh, oh, Elvis the pelvis. Yeah, it was 1956. I was appearing at the Dunes Hotel in Las Vegas, which is now the Bellagio. We had a burlesque review. He came to see the show. He came over and sat down. He had the most beautiful eyes. And we got into a relationship, and it was absolutely fantastic. He was a real Southern gentleman, very polite. And uh, she also claimed to have uh, spent a little time, a little bit this, with uh, John F. Kennedy. (laughs) I know, it comes as a surprise. According to her, she met him in 1957. So, man, 56, 57, she was was busy. Uh, This is when he was a senator. It was a great relationship. He was a great man in his politics and everything. I hadn't seen him for years. And the last time I saw him, I said, you're going to be president. And he said, I hope you're right. So you can still, if you want to, if you haven't, if you're one of the few people that don't know who Tempest Storm is, you can catch the documentary. The actual documentary was uh, came out a few years ago in 2016. And it focuses on her career and uh, the estrangement from her daughter, and she apparently had a daughter with Herb Jeffries, who was a singer with the Duke Ellington Orchestra. So Tempest took care of a little business all around. Yes, that's how we get started on Fat Pile Friday. Rest in peace, Tempest Storm. And welcome to Chewing the Fat. Congratulations are in order to Caitlyn Jenner who has now made it official, filed the paperwork, going to run for governor of California. She tweeted, I'm in.
California is worth fighting for, visit CaitlinJenner.com to follow or donate today. Hashtag Recall Newsom. So, congratulations on Caitlin. I, I can't imagine that in this lifetime she's ever, you know, she ever thought she would be running for governor of the state of California. Maybe at one point in her life, and I'm going to use a dead name here, when she was Bruce Jenner, uh, you know, maybe that could have come up that he was so you know, famous and such a huge star that it was a possibility, but you know, that can't happen because Bruce is dead and we now have Caitlin. So anyway, congratulations to Caitlin Jenner and all, all the best, all the best. She's registered as a Republican and, uh, you know, is there a chance that she beats governor Newsom? I don't know. But, you know, we all know that Bruce loves. I'm, I mean, oh, Caitlin, gosh darn it. Caitlin loves uh, the, the limelight. So we'll go ahead. We'll know that's going to happen. Congratulations, anyway. Congratulations. Also, McDonald's in the news. Big uh, this past week. It's just releasing uh, the new BTS meal. <laughs> and you're thinking wait the the korean pop man yeah that's right it's a celebrity meal uh, for mcdonald's the bts meal goes on sale the 26th of may in the united states canada and brazil and soon after that in nearly 50 countries spanning six continents and consists of the superstar band's signature order. Yeah, I know. So it goes on sale in South Korea, May 27th. Ooh, the day after the United States, Canada, Brazil. That's not South Korea is going to be mad. But if you're listening live, you have a little over a month. Today is the 23rd of April, 2021. So you've got to wait a little over a month until the 26th of may to go ahead and get your signature meal the bts meal it's a 10-piece chicken mcnugget medium fries and coke as well as the u.s is going to debut two new dipping sauces with the signature order sweet chili and cajun flavors Huh? Come on now, that's inspired by McDonald's South Korea recipes. So, that's fantastic. Right now, partnering with B- BTS is uh, you know a big deal for McDonald's. And I guess they had smash successes, or at least what they're calling smash successes, of its meals with Jay Balvin and Travis Scott. Now, I realize that it's been quite some time since I've been to a McDonald's. Um, there has been McDonald's brought into my home from other humans that live in my house, but I wasn't at the McDonald's, so I didn't realize, and you know, maybe they brought home the Jay Belvin, Travis Scott signature deals, but I don't know that for sure, but good, you know, at the end of May, you'll be able to get the 10 piece chicken McNuggets, medium fries and a Coke as well as, you know, maybe you get both dipping sauces right sweet chili and cajun flavors 
So, man, you got that to look forward to. Now, it is going to be harder to find it because you think to yourself, well, there's McDonald's everywhere, even in Walmart. Eee! Not so fast. Uh, they're starting to close down the McDonald's and the Walmarts. I know. So, I know. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so uh, apparently, according to this story, they are shuttering all but 150 of its Walmart-based restaurant locations between now and this summer. So according to Walmart's website, there's 4,743 Walmarts throughout the United States. So about 3% of Walmarts. So they are shutting them down. You're only going to have 150 of the Walmart-based McDonald's left across America. That one hurts. I mean, at one point... At one point, they had a thousand Walmart locations, right? And then in 2012, they had 875. And then in 2017, they had 638. And it fell to about 500 by the beginning of 2020. And then they were like, ooh, hey, it's the pandemic. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and close some more up too. So, I mean, okay. We'll see. He said that, uh, you know, the the increase in grocery deliveries and curbside pickups contributed to the decline in demand for those locations. And then there was the newfound preference for the drive-through. So, okay. Now they're going to try to figure out, Walmart's going to try to figure out, what do we do with the spaces? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe we put a Taco Bell in there because they don't have anything to do with drive-through. Domino's Pizza—they don't do anything but you know delivery. Come on now. Uh, at least uh, Charlie's Philly Steaks are going into some stores. That might be actually worth it. So we'll see what happens. But for, if you're used to seeing those McDonald's in there, there's only going to be 150 left. You know, after this summer, so they're shutting them down. So. I know, sad news, sad, I'm sorry. I'll give you some good news, okay? A fugitive who escaped from a Nevada jail is back in custody. Now, sure, he's been a fugitive for 27 years, but he is back in the Nevada jail. Or I should, I need to rephrase that. He's back in U.S. custody, all right? He escaped from the Nevada jail 27 years ago. He just walked away. (laughs) he was sentenced to a 40-year jail term after he drove his car the wrong way while drunk onto an interstate ramp and collided head-on with another vehicle in 1992 killing the 18-year-old driver and seriously injuring two passengers he was less than a year into his term in february of 1994 when the department of corrections says he was working with in other inmates as part of the division of forestry fire crew and he just walked away oh okay yeah apparently he's been living in uh nayarit mexico n-a-y-a-r-i-t not a mexico nayarit mexico and he was arrested in january of 2020 now it's taken this long you know to get the extradition done And now he's back in custody of the Nevada Department of Corrections to serve out the remainder of his sentence. 
I mean, being in Mexico isn't sentence enough. Nah, it's just a joke. Of course not. He did a horrible thing. He's driving drunk and killed a person and injured two other people. Uh, yeah. But just walking away. Now, this capture was a joint effort involving the Nevada Department of Corrections, the Department of Homeland Security, the Mexican government, and the U.S. Marshal Service. So they got him, and that's good news. I just wanted you to have a little good news, so you know, you know, our our law enforcement are still on it, and people who are, you know, escaped from prison, fugitives out there, we're doing something about it, and we finally we got this one, we got this one back, we got uh, Samuel Avalos Galado back, and he's going to serve out the rest of his time in prison. Speaking of prisoners. Our man, Alexei Nevalani. Nevalani, I got it. Uh, you know, I figured he'd be dead by now. But no, he's, uh, you know, our Russian uh, opposition to Vladimir Putin. He was on the 24th day of his hunger strike and sick. And he said he's uh, going to stop his hung- hunger strike. Nice, right? I know. He posted on Instagram that... Uh, he will continue to demand a visit from his doctor to address numbness in his legs and arms, which was his main demand, but that he would halt the strike after having been examined by doctors who were not affiliated with the prison, something he called a huge progress. He also acknowledged the mass pro-Nevlani protests across Russia on Wednesday and multiple letters and statements supporting him from public figures and government officials around the globe. He thanked them for the huge support of the good people across the country and around the world. And he also he got all uh, worked up because uh, people were saying that they were going to join him on his hunger strike. They were refusing to eat in solidarity with my man Nevlani. And he did not want that to happen. He said that tears flowed from his eyes. God, I'm not even acquainted with these people, and they do this for me. My heart is full of love and gratitude for you, but I don't want anyone physically suffering because of me. Wow. So uh, that is kind of disheartening if you're Vladimir Putin, because I have a feeling if Vlad went on a hunger strike, those same people would say, good. They wouldn't go on a hunger strike to show solidarity with him. I mean, he might put you on a hunger strike to show solidarity with him, but you wouldn't do that on your own volition. No way. So he got uh, the doctor saw him and, uh, you know, when you have a hunger strike and, you know, I don't have to tell you this. If you go on a hunger strike for multiple days, um, you can't just go right back to eating. You know that, right? I mean, your body is just not ready for that. I mean, the first week of coming out is essentially the same as uh, the hunger strike. You're not allowed to eat anything, just drink juices and very thin, thin porridges and very little amounts. He won't even start eating solid food. I mean, you don't even start eating solid food anytime soon. <laughs> and, you know, lack of access to normal food. Yeah, don't forget, you're in prison. So that complicates the situation. Yeah, just a tad. I mean, he's going to be lucky to be able to get food. Uh, he, I don't see this. Uh, I don't see this ending well. I never have. Um, it's very surprising that he got all of this coverage. 
I just feel like he's going to catch COVID and die, and that's going to be the end of it. And we're going to, you know, all these people that are in solidarity with with my man, and they're going to stop eating for him. Uh, Alexi, Alexi, and it's going to be, they're going to be put down by Vlad, and it's going to be, you know, that'll be the end of it. But you never know. And just so we're clear, I know it's Navalny. Okay. I got it. It's Alexei Navalny. Just, I have fun saying his name wrong. Okay. So stop looking at me like that. As long as we're talking about uh, Vlad, our man uh, Putin in uh, Russia, I see where there was a big climate change meeting with world leaders. And of course, our great world leader, President Biden, was a part of this in fact i don't know if he even i don't know if i don't know if this was his deal but it was a video called to discuss climate change with these world leaders and we had i mean we had uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen six seventeen different countries and a vlad is center square which <laughs> uh, says a lot about who's running things uh, just you know, Vlad. But uh, I and I will say, uh, you know, our man from China was just you know off left stage, stage right, uh, and President Biden was uh, stage left and to the right of your screen. But all these world leaders are meeting virtually, and he's the only one. President Biden is the only one wearing a mask. That hurts. Now, there were a couple of squares empty, but I will say, you know, like they weren't there yet or they were, you know, had left or they stormed off or they were pissed or whatever, or just had arrived yet. But I, and one of the things that really ticked me off was that it appears that every one of these squares has the flag of their nation in the square, except for Joe Biden. Now, the mask thing I can get over, barely. But I can't get over not having the flag there. That pisses me off. That <laughs> really ticks me off a lot. He has more proof that he does not like this country. And I will say that we didn't. it didn't get a lot of coverage. But I saw where, you know, we celebrated Earth Day yesterday. And I don't know how you celebrated. I hope you celebrated with your family and, uh, you know, did something in honor of the great earth the rock that we're standing on but uh, the white house uh, had some demonstrations uh, in front of it climate activists dumped wheelbarrows uh, filled with cow crap outside the white house <laughs> yes because they were protesting president biden's bullshit climate plan and they were chanting bullshit as they were pushing their wheelbarrows pink wheelbarrows by the way up to the white house now you know it doesn't look like that many people um you know it wasn't a blm march (laughs) but the national farmers union uh said that they didn't know if the climate activists really used cow poop oh you tried to they're trying to lessen it now a little bit what protesters use was not cow poop they later said in a subsequent tweet, it was unclear what the substance actually was and suggested it could have been just compost. Oh, 
why don't be doing that so they had a big pile of what now is not cow poop in the middle of the street with a big sign stuck in it you know looks like a for sale sign stop the bulls okay good stuff so the group was dispersed uh, leaving the cow poop in the middle of the street and at 17th and new york avenue on earth day so there was there's there is a tad bit of a pushback to the biden climate plan because i know that you know it's it's pledging to spend two trillion dollars over the next 10 years so that's good right i mean we're going to achieve emissions free power by 2035 and net zero emissions by 2050 so that's so good where the u.s is also committed uh to reducing greenhouse gas emissions by more than 50 percent by 2030 effectively doubling the goal set by former president barack obama so good luck god bless and that means that we're all going to just be walking or riding our bicycles uh because there's that's an impossible achievement to reach that but you know hey you got the coal union we told you the other day the world's largest coal union says yeah hey we're on your side with this climate activist stuff no problem and these all of that but we just need the jobs if you're going to get rid of these coal if the, the coal jobs uh we ju- we need the jobs in the uh in the solar field please can we do that please that'd be great if you could just give us those jobs that'd be great so we'll see if these other countries are willing to play along or if they're just begging for more money from the u.s which i you know assume is usually the case Ah, uh, yeah that's a pretty good idea there president biden why don't you give us some money for it and then we'll keep everything safe anyway i you know it's fat pile friday and uh, we're here on chewing the fat and i know i i don't get into politics very often it was just and you know this isn't this is just touching on a little bit of politics with our president because while it is politics it isn't because he's on screen with the mask and our flag is not behind him that pisses me off worse than the climate change stuff maybe but for sure (laughs) they're running neck and neck man because i am sick of him jamming how much he hates america down our throats he's the president of the united states of america and it shouldn't be that way all right let's go to the break room (sighs) take a breath take a breath and a drink okay all right here we go me too a little so we're in the break room we might as well get some food man i wish i had some so hungry right now i was just informed that there's a restaurant in honolulu hawaii that uh, opened up it looks like a beautiful <laughs> it looks like a beautiful place and it's got chicken in fact the sign for the restaurant out front underneath the name says chicken and joy it's a no-nonsense takeout joint dishing up teriyaki chicken bowls fries and other fast food asian grub and it goes it's in honolulu hawaii and it goes by the name of itchy butt yes i-t-c-h-y-b-u-t-t i would love 
to go to Itchy Butt. And in fact, if you can look on uh, the internet, I believe I can get takeout, and so can you. So online menu of Itchy Butt. Uh, major cities and provinces, Alberta. So you, we can have it delivered. We can have food delivered from Itchy Butt. That does not sound like a bad idea. And there's coupons available. It's open seven days a week. They close a little early on Sundays. <laughs> I have no idea why. Maybe uh, nobody, nobody's there. But uh, they close an hour early on Sunday. It's casual attire. There's no alcohol. Oh, no. Uh, no reservations. No Wi-Fi. No outdoor seats. Yes, it's good for kids. Uh, you can park in the street. Credit cards accepted. No delivery. Wait, 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 wait. This must be in, in Holland or something because I thought it's 1229 Kiyomoku Street, Honolulu, Hawaii. But I thought we could get takeout and have it delivered. Does Itchy Butt offer delivery? Yes, Itchy Butt offers delivery. Okay, fine. No problem. Does it offer yeah, well, of course, it offers takeout, duh, plus the pandemic in Hawaii. So it's time. Man, do I wish I had an itchy butt. You can write your own jokes. All right, while you're, uh, you know, concerning yourself with itchy butt, um, just let me tell you to uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I don't care whether you're eating itchy butt or not. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat. In fact, no, never mind. Uh, just subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And you can choose, you know, whatever platform you want. There's a plethora of platforms out there that will, you know, allow you to subscribe to this show, Chewing the Fat. And if you're listening to it now and you're not a subscriber, you can choose the platform that you're, you know, sneaking it on. Or you can choose another platform if you say, I don't like this one. This is the one that she always uses and, and I don't like it. Well, then pick another one. But subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Would you please? Thank you. Turn your life around. Make yourself a better person and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And you might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. Same name, same title. Uh, new content going up uh, frequently. And there's plenty of new content coming very soon. I mean, I have a John Ziegler interview. I've got uh, a Night Sky, the Night Sky Guy interview coming up. I've got a serial killer author coming up. I've got the, you know, we always have the Chewing the Fat segments that I do on Pat Gray every week uh, going up. So there's some good stuff coming up on my YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe to that. And then you might as well follow me on my uh, social media channels at Jeffy JFR on Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. This weekend, while it's Fat Pile Friday, and those of you that are listening live on the 23rd of April, uh, we know that we have the Oscars coming up on Sunday. Sunday is going to be a busy night for Jeff Fisher and Chewing the Fat. We've got the Oscars. We have The Walking Dead. Well, Fear the Walking Dead. We have, which I, you know, it's a must watch since it, you know, I have to, I'm doing the podcast, Talking Walking Dead, every, you know, every Monday with Jason Buttrell and Maximus Fisher and myself. And then we have and the new show on AMC that follows Walking Dead, uh, Gangs of London. Pretty good. I've been enjoying the heck out of that show. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be fun. And do I care? In the Oscars, I'm going to be kind of a hit and miss kind of thing. I want to watch it. We talked about that, how they're going to make things, you know, give the actors more space and breathability. But, uh, you know, you've got the uh, actor, 
you know, you want the actor in a leading role is going to be either Riz Ahmad, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yeun. So, I mean, what are the chances that we give it to Chadwick Boseman just because, uh, you know, he passed away? I'm not saying that his, you know, performance wasn't great in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but, you know, he passed away. So it's going to be the one. And I wouldn't be surprised to see someone win it and just give it to Chadwick. And Anthony Hopkins won't do that, but uh, someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the actress in a leading role, Viola Davis, Andrew Day, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, Carrie Mulligan. I said at one point, I think we're giving it to Francis McDormand. It could be a nomad land sweep. Uh, they all love that. Although, uh, Viola Davis was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Chadwick Bosman. It would give them another opportunity to say how great chadwick was is and could have been had he lived if they give it to him and her and then the best picture the father judas and the black messiah mank men and nomad land promising young woman sound of metal trial of the chicago seven so if we give the best picture to nomad land that gives Frances McDormand uh, a happy smile for not winning the best actress and Chadwick gets the uh, you know in you know post-mortem is that what they call it no it's posthumous not post <laughs> I mean it is post-mortem but that's not what they call it <laughs> so if you win something you know after your death it's a posthumous you know victory so there you go. I mean, if you're if you're confused, I mean, posthumously born after, you know, published after the death, born after, occurring after death. That's what that's what that you know is, and that's what will happen. And I think I'm going to say that that's my prediction for the Oscars. Yep, we'll go with that. You can guess who's going to get, you know the oscar for best grip okay just do that one on your own so i see a post on my twitter feed that shows this yucca which is a you know thirty nine thousand year old mammoth that they found and preserved it was still i mean it still had some blood in its veins and it still had the brain and it's on display it's been it's from russia and it's on it's been in display in japan it may even been here in the states by now it's been you know several years ago but i was reminded that hasn't anyone ever seen fortitude don't mess with those woolly mammoths okay don't do it but i was it got me going to that particular twitter feed museum archive and there's some really really cool stuff on this feed and it showed a, a map of the world from the ottoman empire 1803 and it's uh it's pretty good that's uh, a pretty you know it's a pretty full map of the world and you can see it's drawn in what they're calling the 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 lands uh pretty good pretty good now according to one commenter not possible can't be that accurate in 1803 okay uh you know whatever i just know what museum archive twitter feed says 
okay uh you got to believe museum archive twitter feed don't you can't be a i mean come on now museum archive a collection of artifacts of cultural and historical relevance made available uh for public viewing find your place in history 184,000 followers uh at museum archive they can't lie right they're just they're not allowed to lie (laughs) right right of course so we talked the other day about jake paul's fight against the uh mma fighter who he defeated you know in the first round he uh, knocked out uh oh what's his face ben askren knocked him out in the first round it was you know it was pretty uh, pretty impressive but uh and i thought about and i think i may have said that he was gonna you know looking into fight looking to fight floyd mayweather well that's his brother logan i get him i know i'm sorry but it's the paul brothers logan and jake logan is the one that is going to fight floyd mayweather jr and that's been set i believe on june 5th there are five cities that are at the top of the list for the mayweather logan fight so you're looking at either las vegas los angeles miami dallas or atlanta i'm probably guessing miami but i wouldn't be surprised to see it in dallas either although they both would do well to do it in vegas and vegas is probably itching to have that fight and you know say that they're back from covid so i wouldn't be surprised to see it in vegas either but uh you know that fight i mean i don't know how much how much money they're gonna make i don't know the original fight that that they were supposed to have was postponed i know my son already bought uh the pay-per-view for that first fight and then it was postponed now they haven't given him his money back and you know it's supposed to be when the fight happens we get to view it or you know he gets to view it but uh this new fight may not be on the streaming service that max bought it on and so i wouldn't be surprised to see it on showtime they all want to make you know big money they want that showtime money so maybe it'll be on both or maybe you know they say hey you know you got it for the cheap price the first day that they went on sale we're not going to air the fight now and here's your money back but uh, buy a ticket to the other streaming service to buy the fight and oh by the way it's more expensive than what you paid before that wouldn't really necessarily surprise me either but good luck i mean they're completely different i mean floyd is 50 and 0 right i mean mayweather is 50 and 0 i think that's his record now i mean he's not beating floyd and remember floyd i think his last fight was against conor mcgregor right so at that fight he won in a tko which gave him his 50th win i think that was it right mayweather extended as a professional yeah 50 and 0 so i mean that puts him in the lead uh you know if you want to count that as the win against uh, rocky marciano by you know marciano had 49 victories okay cool now that fight alone mayweather was reportedly guaranteed 100 million mcgregor was guaranteed 30 million (laughs) that was four years ago now in 2017 wow so and it's said that they made more than that 
they said that uh, between the two fighters they ended up it was reported that mayweather ended up getting 280 million and mcgregor got 130 million (laughs) so i don't know what floyd's gonna get for fighting paul but it's gonna be you know he's not gonna step in the ring he's not gonna do it with uh for less than 100 million and it says here you know that they are now in talks with showtime that's what i thought and so the famio platform may be lucky to uh you know get it and they may they may get it just because they already you know if you've already subscribed you can watch it on famio but you don't get any promotion and all the promotion goes to showtime that's possible you know we'll see you know who knows and maybe they just send it to the people who have already gotten it uh you already paid for it you can watch it on famio but that's it we're not adding anymore and uh you know the rest of it goes to showtime we'll see we shall see but according to the reported terms of agreement mayweather can't weigh more than 160 and paul is going to have to come in under 190 so it should be interesting i i want mayweather to knock him out right i barely like jake paul although he's three and oh and actually looks like he wants to fight logan is you know just a putt and he barely did he beat his last fight against ksi did he actually win that no he lost it that's right it was a split decision he couldn't even beat ksi so get over yourself but uh, you know sure i'll watch the fight Oh, it's Fat Pile Friday here on Chewing the Fat, so we might as well uh, look at some headlines for COVID. Uh, Scientists have now uh, said that, you know what? Two cats of different breeds lived in different households. One, a four-month-old female, ragdoll kitten, developed symptoms consistent with COVID-19 in March and was euthanized due to breathing difficulties and rapidly declining health. And at the same time, the other case, a six-year-old female Siamese, showed only mild symptoms of the illness, such as nasal discharge and conjunctivitis. Yes, you heard me. Humans can infect cats with COVID-19. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because they did this, uh, they had this findings from the UK. Um... I guess other instances of cats coming down with COVID-19 have been reported. We did have some uh, animals apparently have COVID in zoos uh, around the country at one point. But there's been two confirmed cases of pet owners having passed the SARS-CoV-2 to their cats. So this is according to Scottish researchers at the University of Glasgow which published their findings uh you know okay so do we put down all the cats you know for their safety i i don't want to i you know no way do i want to but you know it's not that bad of an an idea right no okay then never mind let it go you know i saw did we talk about the doc who talked about the shots and the blood clotting for johnson and johnson i feel like we did 
but I, I actually listened to the video that I was told about, and the doc makes sense. The doc makes sense. Uh, you know, it's the you take the shot, and it's supposed to be given to the people in their arm and the muscles, not in the blood, not in the blood vein. That's what causes the clotting. Possible in the rare occasions, he claims that that's been documented in the past, and that. The reason that you have the smaller clusters around the country where, you know, you have an area that has a few people get the clotting because of the Johnson Johnson is because you'd have the person giving the shot wrong because that person hasn't been trained to give the shot, not in the bloodstream. You're supposed to put in the shot, pull it back out. If there's blood, you'd pull it all the way back out and re-stick, right? Because it's not supposed to be in the blood vein. Anyway, we'll see if that has any merit at all but the johnson and johnson shot will probably be back up this weekend you'll be able to get it and that's you know that's just a you know helpful little hint maybe you tell the person if you're going to get the johnson and johnson shot hey make sure you're not giving it to me in my blood okay how about that thank you and then they're supposed to have uh you know i talked about uh, we we talked this morning on pat gray unleashed about india having this huge COVID-19 breakout and, you know, the coronavirus breakout. And so they're now having to, according to this headline, beg, borrow, and steal for the oxygen that the hospitals need. Well, at the same time, we get a story that comes out that talks about in, on, at uh, healthworld.com, which I'm sure is top-notch. But they, uh, they have a story here that talked about taking oxygen intermittently does not help COVID-19 patients. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, most will have symptoms like the common cold, sore throat, etc. over five to seven days, and they're going to recover with a symptomatic treatment. And only 15% may go to the moderate phase, phase of the disease. So if you just got the regular old COVID-19 coronavirus, Ah, you don't need that oxygen because most of the time when you go into the hospital, right, they make sure they give you some oxygen because they want your oxygen saturation between 93 and 94 percent. So they give everybody oxygen just for, you know, that, hey, here's some oxygen. Let's get you up to up to levels and be good to go. Well, uh, no, uh, no. That means that oxygen is becoming uh, short around the world. So keep an eye out on that. More and more things becoming uh, becoming hard to find, and that's going to be a that's a shocker when you're not going to be able to find oxygen. A few other headlines under the COVID nineteen coronavirus heading: uh, infect lungs via the gums and not the airways. A new study finds uh, looking into the herpes zoster. Uh, coronavirus cases are surging in Chile. This headline, I don't know why it's making the new headlines, because we already knew this, that uh, disinfecting surfaces isn't always necessary. Uh, No prescription needed for the rapid COVID-19 home tests. Uh, Now they're going to be sold at CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart beginning this week. I don't know that that's going to be okay. I mean, no, let me rephrase that. Of course it's going to be okay. You should be able to get your own COVID-19 test. But I'll be surprised at what it tells you, if it just tells you positive or negative, 
kind of like the you know the am i pregnant test are you positive or you're negative yeah you're positive okay great but you know what your levels are your numbers are i doubt you're going to get any of that and does anybody believe it if it says you're positive and you go into the hospital and you say hey i just tested positive for COVID 19 they're going to check you know they're going to test you again they're not going to say oh okay your walmart test said you're positive all right well here's some treatment for you so i mean yes like we should have it but okay and uh just under health and not necessarily coronavirus uh according to this sleep deprivation in middle age may increase risk of dementia it's a new study i know this new study published tuesday in the scientific journal nature communications who doesn't read every everything from the scientific journal nature communications getting six hours or less of sleep a night during middle age significantly increases the risk of dementia that is not good that is not good the 25 year study wow 25 years just under 8,000 participants found that those who averaged less than six hours of shut eye at age 50 60 and 70 were associated with 30 percent higher dementia risk independent of demographic behavioral and mental health factors now they can't say sleep duration has a casual impact on dementia it would be good to encourage good sleep hygiene why can't they say that even though we can't say sleep duration has a casual impact on dementia but that's what they're saying it's noteworthy for the long period over which participants were observed most sleep studies spent two decades or less because the authors took among other factors depression into consideration so if they say here the study's lead author and french institute of health and medical research epidemiologist Severine Sabah said that uh, even though we can't say sleep duration has a casual impact on dementia it would be good to encourage good sleep hygiene but they're telling you that 30 percent of the 8,000 participants just under 8,000 participants averaged less than six hours of shut eye were associated with that higher dementia risk weird go to get to sleep what are you doing with your life get to sleep man sleep more than six hours a night (laughs) that alone is hilarious i mean who sleeps six hours i mean maybe you sleep six hours you know three or four here three or four there that's what i'm talking about with the with the intermittent sleeping Remember the story we had where in the back in the day before electricity, people would go to bed and then they would get up in the middle of the night and they would have time in the middle of the night to read, to, you know, uh, talk to your spouses, go next door and have tea, have, uh, you know, make babies. But you would have that time in the middle of the night to, you know, meditate and study and then you would go back to sleep and you you know you'd get up sometime in the morning you wouldn't try to sleep straight through or you wouldn't stay up because it was dark so you'd go to sleep and then you'd you know get up that's the life i want i want that life but according to this now i got to sleep more than six hours and it doesn't say whether it's 
Maybe that's what he's talking about. It doesn't say weather duration. So uh, I could sleep three hours and then get up and then sleep for another four hours, and that equals seven. So I'm good. Right? Okay. All right. I think we got to figure it out. Five, four, three, two, and liftoff. Got one Endeavor alpha. and Crew 2. Copy, one alpha. Endeavor launches once again. Four astronauts from three countries on Crew 2. Now making their way to the one and only International Space Station. Yeah, baby. That is so cool. I wish I'd have been there. So it launched at 5.49 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time, Crew 2. So it was the first time that uh, they did it on a recycled rocket. I know. (laughs) And the Crew Dragon Endeavor was reflown into space. Really cool. Uh, The four astronauts are headed up there. They are going to be there for a little while. They're spending six months on the ISS before their return in the October time frame. And, uh, you know, they'll be taking care of maintenance, conducting science experiments, staying in shape. I mean, you do that anyway, right? And uh, they're going to, uh, you know, take care of their body. And, of course, those are all part of the test of being on the ISS. But we've had people up there for a long, long time. So, you know, we'll see if that actually, uh, you know, if they're always telling. Anyway, it's really cool, and I'm glad that they got up and they made it safely. They've launched safely, and, uh, you know, it was kind of cool. Kind of cool to see. Now, uh, Elon Musk, speaking of SpaceX, uh, it was reported this week that he said that uh, one time on, a, uh, on an FEC filing that he donated to the Republican Party and that he was a Secret Service special agent. <laughs> I love this guy. I really do. I know he's a you know, he's a madman and he's a billionaire and nobody likes him. I got it. He's that kind of horrible person, but I love the guy. And uh, if he's filing on FEC filings saying that he was a Secret Service agent, bless his heart. So I'm not sure, though, why, you know, does he get in trouble for lying on that filing? I mean, his argument would be, does anybody believe it? Maybe that's what Hunter Biden's thing is for his gun application, too. Really? You're telling me you can't believe I lied on that thing? I mean, that's up to you to catch me, right? Why would you do that? Okay. And we have the smallest black hole. I should just leave it right there and just let you hang at the end of that really to be honest with you but the uh there's a black hole now dubbed the unicorn it it may be the galaxy's smallest one scientists have discovered uh this uh this black hole it's the closest to our solar system and they nicknamed it the unicorn it's roughly three times the mass of our sun testing the lower limits of size for these extraordinarily dense objects that possess gravitational pulls so strong not even light can escape a luminous star called a red giant orbits with the black hole in a so-called binary star system named v723 mon so i mean it's 1500 light years away <laughs> that's only five point you know nine 
trillion miles from Earth. So it's right there. I mean, it's amazing that you didn't catch it. And uh, so all you got to do is look at the sky, and it's right there. It's only 5.9 trillion miles away from Earth. And it's still the closest one to us. Incredible. (laughs) And it's the smallest black hole. And it's in the binary star system, V723 Mon. So use that. When you're talking to friends, you know, they discovered the world's smallest black hole. No, in space, idiot. It's 5.9 trillion miles away. Don't don't try to think I was trying to make a joke out of this because that would be that would be wrong. It's the unicorn does the world's smallest black hole and it's 5.9 trillion miles away. So. It's in the binary star system, V723 Mon. So, yeah, it's right there. Just look up. It is uh, Global Astronomy Month, so you can celebrate that. In fact, I have an interview on my YouTube channel coming up with uh, Andrew Fasegas about the night sky guy, and we'll be talking about that very thing. However, when I talked to Andrew, I didn't know about the black hole unicorn. So, I mean, now you do. And just, you know, look up and it's right there in the sky, only 5.9 trillion miles away. It's right there. Just look up. That's all you got to do is look up. 